Well, by now, hopefully you've been able to practice a Sabbath or two, and whether that was a 12-hour chunk of time or 20 or 24 hours, um, we're, just, we're just practicing. And one of the things that's going to be just so key if we're going to do this and do it well is in how we prepare for it. Um, I want to encourage you, a little bit of preparation goes a long way um, in making this a very rewarding and meaningful day. And so um, let me just give you a couple ways that some things to think through and to talk about and to prepare before you get to the Sabbath day. So I've already told you that usually we start at five o'clock on Friday. And so by then our projects, we, we either finish them or they have a finish line. The place is pretty straight. It may not be immaculate. We've already bought the groceries. We, we've already done all of the prep stuff so that at five we, we're ready to go. And we have a couple things planned out by that time. One of those is the food. And so we may have food in the crock pot. We may already have, if we're gonna grill, the, um, the food that needs to be grilled, it's marinated. Um, we have the desserts picked out. We already know that next morning, um, if we're gonna do pancakes, if we're gonna go to a donut shop or a, go brunch somewhere, we have already packed a picnic. If that day we're gonna do like a picnic on top of Pinnacle or at the river. So we just have a plan. Most of times you don't get to Thanksgiving and be like, hmm, what do we wanna do for food? For, for special days, you've just thought ahead about them. We actually think enough about it and we want it to be special enough. We will take our boys to the store. They can pick out some special drinks that we'll put in a refrigerator that are only good for Sabbath. Um, they can only drink them on Sabbath. We have desserts that are the same way and we just try to plan ahead so that this is a day of delight and really good eating and meals. Um, so we think of our food and we plan that out. Secondly is family. And so if you are a single adult, then family, you could put the word community. Um, if you're gonna invite some people to have the meal with you, just this last, um, this last Friday, we had some very good friends, they came over. Um, we were able to light the candles um, together, thank the Lord and reflect on His goodness to us, and we just were able to enjoy a meal. For you, if you're gonna invite some people over, well, they give them a heads up, invite them, think through who's gonna come, and um, sometimes even our kids have invited um, one of their friends over. Um, maybe the one guideline is that is, are they life-giving friends? <laughs> is it not work? Like usually those who are closest to you to celebrate this day with. And so I say to plan for family and who you're going to bring to the table. But I also say that because sometimes your family needs a little bit of a um, leading. I'll say it this way. If you're married or if you have kids, your spouse may be less excited about Sabbath than you are. Your kids may be less excited or maybe don't want Sabbath whatsoever. Um, that was our situation. For our boys, at least, they love screens, they love video games. And so the weekend meant freedom and Fortnite. Um, and the more of that they had, the better. When I started telling them that, hey, we're going to start this thing called Sabbath and Fortnite's not really going to be a part of that, they would not have called it a delight. They, they thought the Sabbath was from the devil. <laughs> they thought it was horrible. And in my mind, I started wanting to make them do this. And as I started playing in my mind of, oh no, dadgummit, you will delight in the Lord. Something about that didn't seem like an invitation to Sabbath and delight. So here's the deal in, in prepping my family. 
we had to kind of wean them off of some things. We had to lead them. We had to go and say, hey, what's most delightful to you? If that's getting to hang out with a friend, then Saturday morning, we're going to give them time with their friend. We had to kind of coach them. We, we, we weren't going to demand it, but we wanted to lead them in that. So one of the preparation things about that is, is leading your family or your community in those things um, it will be very, very helpful um, in the long run. The third thing is um, to plan the flow or the plan of it all. When we first started Sabbath, we, um, I love to read. I'm more introverted. I'm great with just relaxing and resting. Well, that's not all that delightful to my family. So they're saying, okay, so we can't hang out. And we have to just, here's the deal. If, if you have a plan and people are thinking that which is delightful to them, it will go so much smoother. This last week, we had probably the busiest Sabbath that we've ever had, but it was one of the best. We had planned for it. Um, we had some dear friends that came over for dinner. And so we thanked the Lord. We started with the prayer. We have this question, what we ask, um, how have we seen the Lord? Um, or what has He taught us this last week? And we had great discussion around that. Um, after that point, after dinner, our boys wanted to go to the first football game of the year. And so we took the boys, my wife and I took the boys to a football game. Our girls both had a very meaningful um, friend that they were going to go hang out with. And so we got to do that, which was delightful in relationships and being together and having some time alone. We got home that night, um, talked with the Lord before we went to bed. The next morning we slept in, we had breakfast. We, uh, we have a couple people in my family right now who are vegan or plant-based. So we had some very healthy, delicious pancakes. Um, we had a little bit of time just individually with the Lord. And then because our family likes to be on the go, we had some other good friends who were going to go um, float the river. And so we were like knee deep in a river somewhere and we just enjoyed and we sat in chairs and it was so delightful. When we left there about four, we came back and before we finished up, we just had kind of a conclusion by um, ourselves and we just thanked the Lord one more time. We just spent a little bit of time with Him and our souls were refreshed. And we were renewed and we had had some time with him and screens weren't a part of anything. It was just each other and the Lord and it was great. But that would have not happened without some type of a flow or a plan. And so we want to prepare for those things, not only food, your family or your community, the flow. And then the last thing I want you to prepare for is your faith. You may be thinking, oh, get your heart right. Or when are you going to spend time with the Lord? And what, what's that going to look like? Yes, for sure. Prepare those things so that you don't miss it. We want a Sabbath to the Lord, not just from like the world. We want a Sabbath to Him. But there's something about preparing yourself for um, faith. And it's this, you're, you're going to realize if you really start committing to Sabbath, it is much more than just some time management or making some space to rest. Many times when you commit to Sabbath, because this is not the way of the world or even the way of the church, you're going to find yourself taking a pretty big step of faith or a step of trust or a step of um, obedience. Uh, let me explain to you. If um, Exodus 16, you can read this, it's almost 40 verses, but Exodus 16 is the first time that Sabbath is commanded to the, it's a command to the Israelite people. Before this, it's just an example that God has done um, in creation. But it's circled around a, um, and centered around a gift called manna. The Israelites were in Israel, I mean, where they were in the desert for 40 years. And um, God was going to provide food for them for those 40 years, for almost 2 million people. Um, they weren't going to have to worry about food. This thing called manna was going to be on the ground every morning. They could pick it, they, 
they could pick it up, they could eat it, they could boil it, they could bake it. It was going to be enough um, substance to carry them for 40 years. And so there's this gift that he's going to give them. And there's just one rule. Um, the one rule is don't gather too much, right? Gather it each morning. Um, and just the way the Lord provided it this morning, he was going to be their provider the next morning and the next morning and the next morning. Seems pretty easy. But did you know that some of the people in this gift, they didn't trust the Lord, so they gathered extra. And the next morning it says that that which was gathered, that was extra. Um, it was filled with maggots or worms, and it stunk, and it was rotten. This gift from the Lord and this daily provision, and yet the people of Israel didn't trust Him that maybe He would provide in the days to come. It was a gift that turned into a real step of faith. I don't know if you've thought through this or not yet. This would be a very safe place to talk about that. But if you're talking about Sabbath, maybe there's already some things that would make your heart beat fast or you would dispel and go, there's no way that I could do this. Um, maybe it is, it's your job. You're always on call and you say, man, my company needs me. And, and frankly, I need my company. Like, how am I going to provide? That's a really good question. Um, productivity. Some of you are doing school and extracurricular and work and family and bills and projects. And you say, when in the world can I get it all done if I take a day away from all that? Um, some of you just in always wanting to go and to do, whether it's sports and the programs and all that you already have on your calendar, it doesn't even seem desirable to stop all of that. And you wonder where in the world could I, what, what would happen with sports? What would happen with extracurricular? What would happen with second job? Just want to say this. Um, we have four people in my home that have jobs, two that play sports. My wife's a realtor. So we've had to get real creative. What maybe I would ask for you to do is to maybe to talk about some places of, would we really trust the Lord if we were to take this journey? Um, and if you would do that, let's just trust the Lord to do some of the details. Um, I'll say it this way. Last year, I was given the gift of a all-expense-paid trip to Montana. It was our 20th anniversary. We got to go to Glacier National Park, which whatever you think of heaven, that's what this is. And I remember I went and told my wife, I was like, hey, I booked a trip. It was gifted to us. We're going to Montana. And uh, she was like, oh, great. And she's like, what are we going to do with the kids? And I thought, great question. I was like, I don't know, but we'll figure it out. Like, we have been given this gift. We'll figure out the details as we go the Sabbath really is a gift that the Lord gives us. Um, maybe it is the very first thing, whether it's 12 hours or 24 hours as you start in this, you would just take the step of faith to go, Lord, I trust in you and I trust this is a gift that's good. And I'm going to start figuring out some of the details. That, that, that's a big step of faith. I just know that if he's the priority in our life, let, let's start there. And let's just see if this is his deal. He'll walk us through some of the details of the things that we have to give up. Um, let, let, me, let me finish this story. Um, the, the rule for manna was not only did they have to um, pick it up each day, but there was one other and not get extra. But the second rule was this. Right before the Sabbath day, they were to collect twice as much so that they didn't have to work and gather on the Sabbath. They, um, they collected two times as much, and this time it wouldn't be filled with maggots or worms, and it wouldn't go bad. And so then they could just rest on the Sabbath day. It was another gift, another opportunity for trust. And did you know that some of the Israelites on the Sabbath, they still went out to gather more? I think, what was their deal? Did they think maybe that God didn't really mean what He said? Or maybe they had a better way of doing it? Or maybe those details just weren't that important? Or 
not all that valuable. And it led again to disobedience. And I, I don't know if that's crept into your heart at all. Um, but Sabbath, maybe you think, I, I mean, that's one way of doing things, but maybe I have a better way. Or maybe just real legitimately, like I know lots of people who love Jesus and Sabbath's not anything a part of their life. So what's the big deal? I mean, come on, like it's a good story and God did it, but you know what? I, I think I'm good and I'm making it. And there's all these ways of maybe doing it our own way. And so this next step of faith that we take to not only trust Him that He'll provide and we'll have enough time, but maybe just trusting and providing that, that He is good. Like, I'll ask you these questions. Do you believe um, it's good when He sets the rules and He calls the shots? Do we believe God created this and commanded this for our good? Do we trust that His way is better? See what I'm saying? It's not just... A day to nap it's it really becomes more of a faith step so let me let me just encourage you um, if you were to say yes to this day um, you're probably gonna have to say no to some other things but we think when you're saying yes to the Lord that's a really good thing just a quick story to sum and wrap this up um, a dad had a little girl who loved to play dress-up and in her dress-up she went through all sorts of costumes and tiaras and dressing up like a princess but there was one set of pearls that were her favorite it was kind of her prized possession and so she wore those all the time not just when she dressed up she wore them to the bath and to sleep in and over and over and after a while they became so tarnished and started turning her neck different colors and they were not even pretty but as some things that are old if they're familiar and we love them it doesn't matter what they look like anymore we're very attached and so a lot of time had gone by the dad would always read to her at night and he would tell her how much he loved his daughter. His daughter would say, I love you too. And he asked a question. He said, would you give me your pearls? And she said, oh, daddy, I love you, but I can't give you my pearls. Um, these are my favorite. He said, okay. He didn't prod. He didn't make her. He just asked and invited her to do that. The next week, again, when he was reading to her, he said, um, you know that I love you, right? And she's like, oh, I love you too, daddy. He's like, would you give me your pearls? And she said, oh, Daddy, I love you, but, um, but I can't give you my pearls. Um, I can't give these up. Okay, so not making, not forcing, um, just inviting. So this went on for several weeks until the daughter knew it was going to happen. She loved her daddy so much. And so he sat down this next time. He said, I love you. She said, I love you too. And he said, would you give me your pearls for me to have? And she, with tears in her eyes, knowing she was giving up something so precious to her, gave up her pearls to her daddy. Um, her daddy at that point had something in his back pocket and it was a little jewelry case and it actually had real pearls in it. Ones that weren't tarnished, ones that were much better than anything she could have imagined. And she thought she was sacrificing and giving something up when a good father just wanted to give a better gift to his daughter. Um, I, I don't know how you're thinking about Sabbath in a step of faith and all that you're having to give up um, or all that it's gonna cost you could it be that we have a great Father who created us and created us to delight and enjoy Him and enjoy the things of life? And maybe He's just asking us to give up some things that are tarnished and old. They may be precious to us so that He could give us something even better. The first question comes is, do we trust Him in that? And if so, would we be willing to make a step of faith towards that? So in your groups know this is a safe space we're gonna talk about prepping not only the food, not only family, not only the flow or the plan, but also our faith and the steps that we have to take in order for this to be something that we follow the Lord in. Thanks.